This episode of the podcast is brought to you by CBDmedic.com. Ladies and gentlemen, I am a big fan of this product because I'm getting older and I have a lot of aches and pains. It gets very hard to sleep at night because of these aches and pains. I'm just getting older and so are you. We just can't face it. You get older every day, every second. You're a second older or a day older, okay? Listen, this is how I deal with this, okay? I, I have a lot of problems sleeping. My back needs to get cracked every single night. Nerd it. It's got to stand on it, push down, get the little bumps out. And I still have trouble sleeping. I just got these aches, these lingering aches all over my body sometimes. And my friend, the CPD medic, heard about this, and they sent me some nice products in the mail. I was skeptical at first because I only take CBD orally, and that makes me feel good about the anxiety and things like that that I deal with. But I never had anything for the aches and pains. This changed my life. I got some of these oils in the mail, rubbed them on the troublesome spots. A couple of minutes went by, I didn't feel anything. All of a sudden, boom, it hit me out of nowhere, and all of a sudden I felt amazing. I was able to just do things longer. I was able to get up, sleep longer, get around the house better. Just felt a little swifter, you know? I felt a little lighter on my feet, as if CBD gave me a pair of fucking wings on my back that I could just fly around the house and do shit, because it's really good, and it lasts a very long time. You don't even have to apply much. Just a little bit, maybe like a little teaspoon. You just rub it on your arm or your leg or wherever the pain is, and it really helps. It really does. It helps you calm down, helps you relax. This gives you a whole new lease on life. No matter how young or old you are, if you've got any kind of pain, if you're an athlete, a young kid in high school or whatever, and, you know, you, you come home from a hard practice, you got a little shoulder pain, rub this in your shoulder. It doesn't matter how old you are. There's no THC in it. It's not going to make you fail a drug test by getting in your pores into your skin. It's all natural, and I highly recommend it, ladies and gentlemen. Please, we have a special gift for you guys if you're skeptical. You can save some money on this product. We have a special code, VOMPODCAST10. You can use that at checkout at cbdmedic.com, no matter how much you spend, whether it's a dollar or a thousand dollars. And you should use that stimulus money to buy something other than fucking footlocker shoes, okay? Go ahead, use this code. This will change your life. VOMPODCAST10 at cbdmedic.com and buy some product and tell them the nerds sent you. Thank you. This podcast is also brought to you by our good friends at podbean.com. Yes, they've been taking care of us for a very long time, about 18 months now we've been doing the podcast, and we've never once strayed from Podbean because they treat us like royalty, and we love them. They love us. The thing about Podbean is you get unlimited bandwidth for a very low price every single month. You can do a year for what's like $100, a whole year of unlimited podcasting hosting and support. They also have virtual classes. They, they give you the tools to make very cool live shows that we're going to be doing again soon. And it's very simple, user-friendly. Any moron can do it. Hell, we have a goddamn website now, and everything is phenomenal. You can go to voicesofmisery.podbean.com and check it out for yourself. Listen to our show. Subscribe. Hit the like button. You can do anything on these websites. You can customize the colors. You can do anything you want. You can have freedom of speech, which is something that we're losing in America every single day, it seems like. You're getting canceled left and right, but Podbean promises they will never cancel anybody. You have a free voice. You can say whatever the fuck you want to say. And if you're an aspiring podcaster, now's the time. We're all in the house more than ever. There's more time to listen. There's more time to produce, more time to put out shows. And you can put out your own. But I do implore you to use our code because you will get some special perks and benefits from the Voices of Misery podcast and podbean.com. Go to podbean.com slash vompodcast10. Original, right? Vompodcast10. Didn't we just talk about that? Vompodcast10. The website, once again, is podbean.com slash vompodcast10. Use that, set up your account, and start podcasting. There is a no risk to this at all. Basically, what you have to do is set it up at podbean.com slash vompodcast10. And you get five free hours of podcasting. So if you do a half-hour show, 
you get quite a bit of shows you can put up there. You go ahead and do the math there, you fucking geniuses. You can do that, and Podbean will give you five free hours, see if you like it. If you And if you like it, once you hit your five free hours, it will ask you if you want to do more. And then you start putting in a little bit of money. Go monthly, go quarterly, and go yearly. I, I would go with the yearly pass if you're really serious about your podcast, because you save money that way. I can't say enough good things about Podbean. We love them, and we love you guys. That's why we're giving you all these great products like CBD Medic and Podbean. Plus, there will be another sponsor coming on in early July, so stay tuned for that one. Ladies and gentlemen, enjoy the show. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's another episode of the Voices of Misery podcast. I'm, of course, one half of the dynamic duo, the nerds. I'm the nerd, and I am alone today, only because I've got some things I wanted to kind of just talk about today. You know, uh, nothing crazy, nothing special. Just something I just felt like doing. Took a couple of days off of doing this show just because, just uh, just taking it easy, kind of relaxing the past couple of days, and really nothing uh, much to write home about, I guess. Just been your average Monday and Tuesday. Uh, we did record on Saturday, which was a very fun episode. Ruffled some of these leftists uh, under their feathers, which is always fun. But I'm going to be honest with you guys today. I'm a little nervous. I haven't done a solo podcast in a long time, and um, I'm actually in the comfort of my own home. Back when I used to do these way back in the day, back in the beginning portion of the show, I used to sit in what I would call the sauna which would basically be my car when I was first on the keto diet. And I would sit in the car and try to sweat some pounds off while I was trying to lose weight and uh, record the podcast in the car with the windows rolled up in like fucking South Carolina, 100-degree weather in the summer, man. Holy shit, that was bad. Not very smart. Uh, Sometimes I'd be like zoning out during the show. I'd be phasing out. My fucking sweat would be pouring down my legs and shit. I think that did help, though, to be honest with you, sitting in the car. I think I must have dropped like 20 pounds just doing a goddamn show in the car. Once every you know week or so when I would do the solos, but I'm a little nervous though. It's kind of hard to cover a whole conversation by yourself, and I feel like it's going to be a, a very interesting show, just to say the least. But we should be back to our regular scheduled program soon enough. This is just one because I've been talking about doing this again for a while, just doing maybe like one a week, just a just a solo one where I can just kind of be pissed off and say things I kind of want to say that I know she doesn't want to talk about because I'm more the less the uh, political guy. Um, religion, talk a lot about that and things. Like, she gets uncomfortable with it, and I don't want to put her in a situation where she's got to talk about shit she doesn't want to talk about, so we'll keep those episodes. These are the fun ones, and I'll be doing this as a little bit of a rant. Um, still still gonna maybe do that political show. Got my schedule changed at work. I actually got to work out some details with my partner on that one. See what we're gonna do there, but yeah, today, I mean, normally when I did these solo podcasts, it would be more or less just me just kind of talking out loud to nobody in the room, kind of giving myself my own therapy session. And I really do need one as of late. Um, yeah, it's been a real shitty week, to be honest with you. Uh, yeah, a lot of shit went down. Not going to get into any of that because it's really all in-house stuff, nothing to really discuss with the with the friends and listeners of the show. But yeah, just... Um, just been reflecting a lot lately, and it's just been been brutal. Uh, like weird shit's been going on too. Like people, my fucking family, been calling. I've been talked to in a long time. Like I talked to my grandfather. I haven't talked to him in forever. 
my mom, I haven't talked to her in years, and just calls me randomly the other day, like, hey, what's going on, you know? Just fucking strange shit's going on, and normally when things like this happen, when, like, people come out of the woodworks, or you start getting, like, a lot of good luck, you start to worry something really bad is gonna happen, like, maybe you're gonna fucking die or something, and this is, like, some existential being's way of making you feel whole before you fucking pass on or whatever. Just people just kind of coming in and out, just out of the blue, saying, hey, how you doing? It's, it's fucking weird, and when you haven't talked to someone in a long time, even if it's a relative, and, and don't get me wrong, there was no bad heat or anything like that with my mom and I, or just anyone in my family. We just kind of, the kind of guy that I am, and I've been saying this for a long time, just as a little aside here, I, uh, I don't like, I, I just don't like talk to people. It's, it's, it's a weird thing, and I know it's hard for some of you to understand because you're like, hey, this guy does a podcast where he just talks and talks and talks. It's easier for me to talk into a microphone than to talk to a human being just because people have emotions and I don't know how to deal with other people's emotions. I don't even know how to deal with my own half the time. So it's just, that's why I always say I really don't mesh well with other people. And for people that I've heard in the past, I'm, yeah, I'm sorry. It's just, it's just me. I'm a horribly, horrible person, I guess, in that regard. But I don't know. I'm just one of those guys who's just meant to be a nomad, you know what I mean? Just me and a little family, just getting by day by day. But anyway, just get back to the little family situation. Um, yeah, like my mom just called me randomly from my niece's phone. I'm looking at my phone and it's, my niece's name pops up. I'm like, what the hell is this all about? And I answer it and my mom's talking to me. I'm like, hey, how you doing? And we're like, hey, what's up? And it's just, you kind of forget how to talk to people after a while, especially if you haven't talked to them for a long time, even if they're a relative. Like I said, um, it was just a really weird conversation. Don't even remember how long it went because, it's like I said, man, it's been a rough week. It's been a rough fucking six months. Um, fuck, seven months now. We're in July, goddammit. It's, time really flew, but um, you guys all know, like, back in December, I lost my longtime job that I had. Uh, it's just a really weird situation there that happened, but like, like lost my job doing that. And that was like fucking huge money, especially down here in the South, making what I was making. Oh my God, it was fucking awesome. Making some really good money back then. And then it was like the only thing I knew how to do for a while. So I know I'm jumping around a little bit. That's what I fucking do, man. I don't have anyone to, to, to wrangle me in and keep me still on the street and narrow, but I'll get back to the family thing. But when I lost my job back in December, it was fucking tough, man. It was like the hardest thing that ever hit. And with the mental illness and all the shit that I got going on upstairs, you know, it was one of those things where I didn't know how to deal with it. And it was fucking brutal, man. Um, not knowing, being like the man of the house and the bill payer, the provider, and, you know, my, my, my wife doesn't work. The kids are obviously too young to work. And we were making a lot of money, so we had a lot of bills and shit. So you're thinking, like, okay, we got this much. We got this much in savings. We got this much coming in. We got this much we could rely on. What do we do next? And I took it bad, like fucking real bad, man. And my mind went to a dark place. I was ready to fucking <laughs> say, say voila to the planet Earth. Because it was one of those things where like a lot of shit was compounding like all at once. And I'm not a man of faith, but I do believe uh, if there's a God, he's a horrible human being. Because we get shit on a lot in life. And I'm not saying me, boo-hoo me. Like, like just, and I'll get into more of this in a little bit. I just feel like, just as human beings, we put up with a lot of shit. There's a lot of pain and, and, and hurt in life, and there's a lot of things that I disagree with religion-wise. Um, you guys know I'm a big fan of Mormonism now. I had Bonnie on the show a couple of times. We talked about Mormonism, and I love that religion. And something like that would give me hope. 
that, hey, even if I have mistakes in life and if I don't necessarily believe in something or higher being, they would give me a chance and to kind of choose my own destiny in the afterlife where you can either go to a good place or a bad place. And I, and I, and I appreciate that. The thing I don't like about Christianity is, hey, you get one shot. If you don't follow this, this, this entity blindly, you're going to hell forever and you're going to burn. And the kind of shit, and it's so creepy right now. You guys can't hear this, but there's thunder in the background. And it just kind of adds to the ambiance of, of, of the room that I'm in right now recording. But yeah, it's just fucking creepy, man. Like, just, just thinking about that kind of shit. And when I was a kid, I was horrified. Like, couldn't go to sleep sometimes because I would think about my whole day and kind of do like an ESPN nightcap where you have like the two announcers like talking about the sports game and analyzing it. That was me, but analyzing my day. And they'd be like, oh my God, I... uh took one of my friend's chips when he wasn't looking at school. Am I going to go to hell? Am I going to burn in hell? Oh my God, God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And I'm saying my prayers at night. And I just didn't want to live like that anymore. So I kind of broke free from it. But what the fuck was I saying again? Oh yeah. But still, it's just, uh, I don't know, man. It's just a real fucked up time. So I was in that dark place and it was just like, I was just ready to fucking go, man. It was just like, it was like, how much more can we take? And we've had a lot of ups and downs over the years, uh, my wife and I, with just issues in life and just shit that's been going on. And I went through hell and back with that job, to be honest with you. Um, it actually turned out to be one of the better things that happened to me because I'm a lot less stressed, believe it or not, without that really high-paying job. <laughs> just not having to deal with the, with the, with the bullshit, and the stress and the pressure that was put on you every day. And that company's fucking probably going to go under many ways soon, so... Plus, with the COVID-19, things did work out better because, yeah, there's just a lot of shit that just went on and they were, like, laying off like crazy and closing businesses and stores and shit in that company in particular. But, yeah, I was in that dark place. I was just kind of just ready to go and I couldn't get out of bed. Didn't want to shower. I was just fucking laying in bed, just a pile of smelly shit, basically. And it took a long time to get out of that. It really did. Um, I'm, see, I'm fucking nothing but honest on this show. I'm not fucking perfect, even though some of you guys <laughs> that do your own shows and talk about other people like you're fucking god's gift you know like i'm not no one in particular i'm just saying like some people out there just don't ever want to admit their faults no matter who they are and uh yeah i'm just not the fucking flat out honest on this show so the only thing that would get me out of bed was having a couple of drinks you know and it just it wasn't the right way to deal with it i understand that now uh back when before losing the job the only time i would ever have a drink would be when we were doing the podcast because it would help loosen you up a little bit you know and I'm having a couple Corona seltzers now, just something light. But I was drinking uh, rum. Oh my God, us Puerto Ricans, we fucking love our rum. And it's clear rum too. And, and I wasn't really big into rum until I got into the keto. Because uh, that was no carbs. You get the clear stuff, no sugar, no carbs. You can basically drink a lot. And you don't pay for it the next day, other than a hangover, obviously. But you don't feel the bloatedness and all that nasty shit. So I was doing that. And it's like, you know, I'm, I'm in bed. I fucking get out of bed finally. And then I'll get up. I'll go make a drink. And all of a sudden, I feel like Popeye, you know? I'm like bouncing around the house. I feel happy. I felt like my old self when I lost, like after I lost a job. I'm like, all right, cool, you know? Because it does make you more uh, more social, like happier, I guess, for a very short time. And, you know, I get up. I take my shower. I'm like, all right, cool. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And you feel motivated. And then the next day, you wake up and the depression hits in again. You're like, oh, fuck, the job's not here. Woe is me. And you start feeling bad for yourself. You're kicking yourself when, when you're down. And no one is their own, you know, like, everyone's their own worst critic, basically, you know, your, your own biggest critic. You give yourself the most shit. No one's ever going to give me more shit than I give myself, trust me on that one. So, 
you know, uh, I was out of work for only two months. It really wasn't that long, and things weren't that bad for those two months, except for I had too much time on my hands. And as I was stressed out, we still had money. We're still taking care of business and shit. But you knew there was an expiration date. Money doesn't last forever. So as we're buying groceries, we're getting food and shit, we're buying our booze, we're just boozing it up. And I, and I was drinking a fucking, geez, at least five or six times a week. And it, it was bad, dude. It was fucking terrible, man. Get like yourself like a fucking big ass like uh, jug or whatever the fuck that size is, like a gallon. On it. No, it wasn't a gallon, like 2.75 liter or whatever. It was big ass bottles, you know what I'm talking about. They're like cheap bottom shelf bullshit. I'm no fucking mathematician. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I was drinking that shit like every other day and wouldn't say became an alcoholic because I could go like a couple of days without it. I mean, you don't get those shakes or the craves, all that bullshit that people get and they get sickness and just don't even feel like doing anything without it, you know? But yeah, it was just a fucking rough couple of months and it was like party time after a while. It was like the only thing that would make you happy and forget about the troubles in your life. And I, and I understand why people fall into their vices because life sucks. It really does. Uh, everyone needs their vice and that was mine for a while. So February came around, and I got another job. I was like, hell yeah, and you guys were here for that journey. You all listened and had the girl with the stank pussy fucking pissing in the bathroom, and fucking it stunk up the whole room. And like, what the fuck? You guys remember that story, I'm sure. Go back and listen to that one. It was a, <laughs> oh my God, she was disgusting. But then it was like, all right, right back into it again. So I was back to just not drinking anymore, and I was only drinking when we did the podcast, so like twice a week. It was great. Back to work, and then fucking a couple of weeks later, guess what happens? The political virus known as COVID-19 hits. Get furloughed from that job, like, immediately. <laughs> the second uh, COVID-19 hit and they shut everything down, this company was the first one to do it. They were fucking scared, put their tails between their legs and disappeared, and that store never came back. So, yeah, that company's under. I'm still technically an employee of that company, but they haven't reached out for anybody to come back yet. But I kind of like the thing I'm doing now. Pay's actually better than that. But yeah, that happened, and it's like right back into it again. Um, this time, it wasn't more of a depression thing, because it was like, all right, well, this virus will be gone in two weeks. They promise it's two weeks, and two weeks of partying. So I went right back to that again, just because there's nothing else to do. You're sitting in a house bored. You can't do anything. Me and, like, fucking the other 40 million unemployed Americans at the time were fucking boozing it up again, you know? And it's just fucking stupid shit. Just fucking stupid and two weeks turns into three weeks turns into fucking a month and a half turns into two months and you're just sitting here like when the fuck are we getting back and took the time to do more podcasting and shit like that and just record a lot more and that always helps keep you busy but before you know it you're just drinking more and more and just getting more and more fucking smash and just yeah it was just not a good time it really wasn't to be honest with you uh, just sitting around doing nothing and then, um, finally, after all these months, and I don't want to get into the COVID thing. You guys hear me talk about that enough. Um, fuck Andrew Cuomo, by the way. And he's the reason why I hate New York, by the way. I don't hate New Yorkers, per se. <laughs> My whole New York hatred actually came, and I'll get back to this story. I was talking about the alcohol in a minute, but my hatred for, the, for New York and everything New York came from the New York Giants. I'm a big Giants fan. And I understand the story of the stadium and shit like that, but they play in New Jersey. I just want them to be the New Jersey Giants. That's where I'm from, born and raised, New Jersey. Now we live in uh, the South, obviously, but man, I fucking, I, that pissed me off, the whole New York Giants thing. And then we lost the New Jersey Nets, the fucking Brooklyn Nets. I'm like, fuck New York, man. It makes me hate New York so much that I, I, I just always will hate New York for that alone. They, they took my basketball team, they fucking claimed my football team. It's like, come the fuck on, can we have anything? 
And we got the fucking Devils, which is a great franchise in hockey, but Jesus Christ, give us something. And so that's my hatred for New York and those fucking dumb douchebag Cuomo brothers. Oh my God, I can't stand them pieces of shit. But that's uh, that's another story for another day. But yeah, um, this basically like just having so many moments where like you wake up in the morning, you don't remember anything from the night before, and my memory is fucking horrible as it is. And thankfully, nothing horrible happened in the household. But it's just basically like more or less when I talk to other people, I just don't know how because I never made those interpersonal connections. If you if, if you know what I mean where you feel empathy for people. And I think that's where my biggest mental defect is, is not feeling empathy for other people. I think that's the hardest thing. It really is tough, though. And some of you out there are probably like, this guy has no heart. I think that might be it. I feel like the only people I really give a shit about in this world are in this house with me right now. And... It's not like I don't like other people. It's just that I, I just can't open myself up to others, really. Like, I have um, severe trust issues with other people, and it's hard. It really is. Like, you always think someone's got an ulterior motive and shit. It's paranoia. It's anxiety. And and, and, and I was diagnosed with this a long time ago. It's like the anxiety thing was uh, what one of my doctors told me. This is going back, like, a long fucking time ago. Like, at least a decade ago. No, like, no, I was 25, 26 or so. So, yeah, a little over a decade ago. And they were like, yeah, it all comes from the anxiety. It, 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 that's just a part of it. There's so many different levels to it, apparently. And, yeah, they put me on medication. I didn't like that shit. It had some weird side effects, so I stopped taking it. Very shortly after they gave it to me, I just didn't like feeling like a zombie. And then, I guess the self-medication isn't better either, obviously, but... Yeah, I just always had a hard time with with connections with other people. As I got older, it got worse. When I was younger, it was cool, but it, it, it was always there. It's just it's just more now, I guess, because I'm an adult, and as an adult, you can kind of pick and choose who you fuck with and who you don't fuck with, who you want to deal with and who you don't, really. When I was a kid, I was kind of forced to go to school, and you have to deal with these fucking people. It was like work. You have to deal with those fucking people. But in between waking up in the morning and going to work and coming home from work and going to sleep that's your time to do what you want with who you want and I just choose not to be around people I guess and it makes it worse when you're drinking and I've never subscribed to the fact when people say when you drink you tell the truth I, I never never thought so um, I just think when you drink you become someone else become an asshole sometimes and this is how it is fucking sucks but whatever it is what it is man you know you can just kind of live and learn from your mistakes and just choose which path you want to go outside of that and man this job really brings me down sometimes i had a really rough day today with that shit um so basically i i, I take calls from people that are unemployed and what they do is they uh they are either waiting for their unemployment money to come in or a card or because they issue them on these debit cards from the bank, Bank of America. And I hear some stories, man. It just, it really brings you down. And I guess maybe I'm starting to feel some empathy, but these are complete strangers and I'm hearing their stories, you know, and it's just like you hear the same thing, but in different voices all day long. I take over a hundred calls a day. So I'm doing like these little mini podcasts where I'm talking a hundred people a day and if I could record them and play them on the show just so you guys can kind of get a feel for what people are going through, it really will touch you. Um, not sexually, 
but it, it'll it'll touch you though. Um, I had this woman today. She she called up and she was bawling her eyes out immediately, and she was cussing me out and saying how much the company sucked and how we're fucking her and we're screwing her and shit. I'm like, I just let her get it out, and she's like, my kids. I'm like, what? I'm like, yes. She goes, we're gonna get put out of our house, and. I'm sitting there, you know, she gives me information, I'm looking at her card, and she's got like $17,000 in her fucking card, and I'm like, holy shit. But she's been waiting like weeks and weeks and weeks for it, and it's not the company's fault that they sent her out, because they sent out the card. It's just that the mail systems are so fucking bogged down in some areas, especially California. I think that's where she was from, California. And like New York, I know they're having trouble too, getting the mail to people in a timely manner for certain things, and UPS with all the fucking people at home with all this extra unemployment money. They're buying shit on Amazon and fucking hey, and all this shit's going out in the mail because people aren't allowed to leave their house in certain areas and for so long. And if there's just a whole delay in that. As a matter of fact, Sherry, she ordered a shirt from uh, the T Public site that's going to be in the description of the podcast. Very nice looking shirts, by the way. She's going to get clapped the fuck out by her husband tonight wearing that damn thing, I'll tell you that. Um, yeah, she took her forever to get her shirts and she ordered them like fucking like a month ago or so. So I'm glad everybody's finally getting their stuff in, but this just kind of goes to show you, just on a, on a smaller scale, that people are waiting for money to save them, to keep them going. And this woman, she kind of gave me her, her backstory. She's bawling her eyes out that she was like a secretary at some high-powered legal firm or whatever, and she was making good money and all this other stuff. And she's like, yeah, this, she's like, my kids. And it's like, we were paid up for a couple of months, but now we're two months behind because she blew through her savings because she had too much in her bank account to get food stamps or some shit. So she couldn't work. She got furloughed and she was just so behind. And she was about to get put out in the streets, a single mom. Her kids were going to get moved out. And I'm sitting here like, yeah, you got all this money in this fucking card. I'm thinking to myself, you know, but you can't use it because you don't have your card. And it's just lost in the mail. And we expedited it to her. And it's still been like three weeks because the UPS was so far behind and we get like email updates and certain areas are in like these like black zones and red zones or brown zones and white zones. So we have to tell people estimates on based on the zone that they're in. Some fuckwad told her it was going to be there in two days when they first sent it. And it's been three weeks because the person just didn't know what the hell they were doing or they just wanted to tell her something to make her happy to get her off the phone. So, of course, me being the person who has to break the news to her, I'm like, yeah, you probably still got another week to wait on that thing. And she's like, we're going to get kicked out if we don't pay it today. <laughs> so that's just a small example of like shit that you got to hear and deal with. Fucking the guy was going to lose his car. His car was going to get impounded. And there's just so many horrible stories. And these aren't deadbeats. These are people that had jobs that were taken away from them against their will over a fucking virus that kills less people than the flu. And... I'm sorry, but when I hear people out there like putting down others that aren't working and saying that they're lazy and they don't deserve the 600 bucks and all other shit, sure, there are many cases of people abusing it. There's a lot of waitresses out there refusing to go back to work because why would they go back for two bucks an hour plus bullshit tips when they can get fucking 900 bucks a week? You know, it's just it just makes sense for them. So we need people to go back to work, obviously. We need to take away that 600 bucks. That's just it's not helping anybody. It's not helping anybody at all. It's just making more losers. Make more people that'll sit around and drink all day, perhaps, or just do nothing. And it sucks. Uh, I, I didn't get it for a long time. I actually got it before I got this job that I have now. They hit me with all the back pay. That would have helped us a lot sooner if they would have been on the ball down here in South Carolina. But I, I get it. I mean, there's so many people out there that just didn't want to be in that position. 
I was working. I didn't have to be in that position. I, but I got furloughed. It wasn't my choice. It wasn't anybody's choice for this shit. And it, this mitigation didn't help anybody. They're, they're making up numbers. Uh, yeah, fuck, I said I wasn't going to get into this, but they're just making up things. And it's just, it's so blatant. There was a guy, and uh, I, I was going to share this story in a, on the next big uh, Voices Misery podcast that we do this week. That um, This guy, he was a teacher. I don't have the article right in front of me because this is just me spouting shit off the top of my, my head here when I do my solo. This is just my brain exploding in the fucking microphone. So I didn't write anything down, come prepared really, but... This guy was a school teacher, and I guess he wasn't feeling well. And uh, he 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 was in his house for a couple of months. And one day he went out for a walk. So he was going out for a walk, never came back. And the fucked up thing about this was the article that mentioned this said that he was never tested for COVID nineteen, but he had the symptoms. So it's like, what the fuck does that have to do with this guy leaving his family? Does COVID make people disappear, run away from home, become deadbeats or whatever the fuck you want to say this guy guy was? I mean, who doesn't have COVID symptoms? I have them right now. I had diarrhea yesterday. Are you telling me that that's COVID? I mean, what the fuck? People are getting sent to these hospitals. And if you sneeze to COVID, if, you, if your fucking nose runs COVID, they're adding these things now. Like now you can faint. Now, now you get bloated. Oh, if a girl has her period once a month, guess what? That's COVID now too, I'm sure. It's fucking ridiculous, man. It's just, if you have chronic eye watering, it's COVID-19. There's just so much dumb shit. If your mucus is yellow, you have COVID-19. If your blood is red, it's, it's just such dumb shit. They're, they're, they're marking everything down to COVID because it fits their agenda. All these, these huge numbers are because they're doing more testing, because more people are going to the hospital. If you guys uh, remember, people weren't allowed to go to the hospital for the longest time because they wanted to keep people out of the hospitals just because they wanted to flatten the curve. That's what it was. They wanted to flatten the curve. And they didn't want people overcrowding the hospital. So a lot of people were afraid to go because they thought this thing was going to be the killer of all killers. When in reality, it's like a fucking mosquito bite without malaria, of course. And it's just like this fear just really kept people in their house and just fucked. And it's just, I don't know, man. It's just, I, I hear that... The, those stories from people and going through it myself it's such a slap in the face when you see these people on the news or you hear them on their podcasts like people on the left saying stay home stay home and put a mask on you asshole I'll fucking wear a mask whatever I don't like them I don't see the point in them but if a private business says you have to wear it to come in and get a bag of chips or whatever the fuck then wear it for 30 seconds come out and take it off it shouldn't be a requirement by the government, but if a small business says, fine, that's okay. I don't wear socks and shoes when I'm inside my house, but if but if I go into a store, you better be sure I'm going to have my socks and shoes on because they require it. I respect that. That's fine. But if I'm at the park or if I'm at the beach or somewhere with the kids, you're not going to make me wear that fucking mask outside. I'm sorry. Especially when they tell you that sunlight kills it and heat is it, being outside is good for you. Fresh air is good for you. Most of the cases of people that had COVID were inside their own fucking house because one person has to leave to go somewhere to these uh, quote-unquote essential businesses like going to the, the corner store to get yourself a jug of milk or eggs or if you can find it at the time tissue. That person is being exposed and they bring it back to their family. So it's like you can't win. The only way you could have ever have done this thing right in the first place was if they shut every single thing down for two weeks. Give people 48 hours to go out 
buy all their shit, hoard everything like they were doing anyway. Tell them, all right, get yourself two weeks worth of supplies. We'll give you one stimulus check when this two-week span is over as a, as a show of gratification. If we see you on the streets, you're getting arrested. Everything shut down for two weeks. The only people allowed out are police. Uh, maybe like the National Guard to enforce the lockdowns or whatever. People just stay in their house for two weeks. Some kind of martial law craziness shit. That would have worked if, 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 if what these people are saying is true, the whole two-week lockdown. The fact that people were going out in droves, and I don't know where you guys are from, but here in um, South Carolina, it was like business as usual. No one gave a fuck. People were out all over the place. Businesses were closed, but that didn't stop people from leaving their house. Every time I drove out to go to the store or something to pick up food, it would be freaking packed. The roads would be packed, and people were all over the goddamn place, touching each other, no mask on, sneezing and shit. I was one of them. I wasn't sneezing and shit because I don't really get sick often, but... But still, I was out there doing things. Um, Walmart wasn't really counting people. They had a person with an iPad talking on her phone the whole time, just not really paying attention to the numbers. This whole thing was just a farce, in my opinion. Um, our, our death rate was extremely low here. I don't even think my county hit 100 deaths. Seriously, it's just it's it's been like it's been like a fart in the wind, really. They, they were promising us like two million deaths immediately. And, We've had like 140,000, and that's very debatable, that number. I really think, in my heart of hearts, I think it's closer to like 20 to 30,000 possibly have died, honestly, legit from COVID and only COVID. That just kind of latched on and made other things worse. But still, you're going to get that regardless. It's an unfortunate part of life. People are going to get sick and they're going to die. Uh, the other fact of life is we have to work. We got to take care of each other. We got to take care of the things that matter to us, our families, our friends, whatever you got in life. You got to keep that roof over your head. The repercussions are way worse. It's, it's, it just it just is. You can't put 40 million people out of work and expect them not to be able to do anything. You can't expect people not to support their families. It's a stressful situation. But that's all I'm going to say about that right now. I, I just this is brutal. But when you see something like this happen where people don't have a choice and you see the political gain the way the media is playing it out it's just it's and, and the shit in my position where i work and you hear these stories it just enrages me it really does it pisses me off because i feel for these people i really do it's just a shitty situation i hate the situation and it, it makes me angry so yeah i'm not gonna talk about that shit anymore this is too depressing it really is just hearing people crying about their families, your kids crying in the background, moms screaming at their kids, the fathers screaming at the kids because they don't want to be around their kids anymore, and they're sick of them being in the house. And I get it. People aren't supposed to be on top of each other all day long, and it's just making everyone on edge. And that's why we had those situations in Seattle and people rioting and protesting in the streets. It wasn't necessarily Black Lives Matter. I'm sure a lot of it had to do with that. But can you imagine a world where people were working without the COVID-19, without the lockdowns, without the stress, the depression, the anger at the government for being locked in the house? This is just a match hitting a fucking big bucket of gasoline. And that's what happened here. And it, it just exploded. It really did. And now things are worse than ever before. You've got people on the left and the right that just fucking hate each other. People black and white that hate each other. People that are white and white hating each other. It's not cool. I, um... I think the world functions better when we all get along for the most part or agree to disagree. And we just got to get back to that point. I don't know how it's going to happen. I think what needs to happen, in all honesty, is them to lift the lockdowns, tell people to get back to work, give another maybe two stimulus checks. I say at least one more. Let the unemployment thing run out the 600 bucks. Let that be done. 
um, give people one to two more stimulus just to get them back on their feet, get the economy rolling, some businesses making some money again. And I think that's a good start. And I understand the Black Lives Matter. I understand the All Lives Matter counter argument. Um, I, I do tend to lean. I'm not going to mince any words here. I do lean towards the All Lives Matter because I feel like everyone needs to be important because we've got other nationalities out there that are getting beat on and shit like that as far as like not literally beat on but just shit on in society um i i just i i just feel like it creates a sense of division when we should all be together what was the slogan for the lockdowns we're all in this together and on the flip side you've got this where it's like now we're not (laughs) so it's it's just it's just fucking crazy i just kind of wish there was a an easy solution to all this thing things going on right now where we could just kind of just get back to a place of peace and prosperity where people look out for each other um you can see like a black guy and a white guy talking outside of a grocery store having fun a few laughs and jokes uh playing sports together see kids of all different races it's a beautiful thing seeing them all play together and do shit like that and the rate we're going right now where it just feels like that's becoming less and less of a reality when it was just a reality four months ago and I get the whole police thing. I, I've been a big fan of doing something with the police because I, I, I tell this story a lot where I was working at, at my old company and I was sitting there helping him out. It was a police officer. Guy was complete nerd. Looks like he couldn't do a goddamn thing in his life. Least physical specimen I've ever seen. Who the hell is he going to stop? He has to use his taser. He has to use his gun or else he ain't catching nobody, man. But anyway, I was like overweight back then. This is before I lost all the weight. And the guy's like, hey, you should be a cop. I'm like, how much do they pay? He told me, and I laughed. I'm like, what? These guys are getting paid nothing. And they know, like, real legit police officers are going to do the security route because they can make more money doing that if you have, like, a law enforcement background. The people that come down here and retire from New York, they get offered jobs immediately. And they're like, wait, I made way more than that, like four times more than that, you know, shithead. And so he's like, I can make more money doing security, so that's what they're doing. But the cops down here don't make shit. They make like 30000 bucks a year. That's freaking nothing. That's laughable money when you're putting your life on the line. So you're not going to attract the best of the best. That's like that's like McDonald's. If you're paying people seven fifteen an hour, you're not going to get the best of the best. You're, you're going to get some high school kid trying to make a few bucks on the side. That That's fine. That's cool with that. I, I love responsibility and kids. But then you got those adults that are working there. And it's like, if it's a supplemental job for your husband's income or whatever, that's fine. But... You're not going to attract the best of the best. That's why when you go to Walmart, you get subpar customer service. But then when you go to Costco, it's like amazing. It's like, holy shit, this is great. People treat you well. And, and even Target now, I think they pay like 15 bucks an hour as minimum wage or some shit like that. So they just up that. But So you're going to start getting top-notch service because they're paying people. When you're paying people and they're happy and they can afford things in life, they're going to be more inclined to be helpful. You're going to get better people, more quality. So the whole police argument is, hey, maybe if you give them 60000 a year, then people's eyes are going to start opening. Their ears are going to get perked up. Okay, now we're talking. Now we'll get some better cops and make it a little bit stricter. They get in there. Um, don't just accept anybody. I'm just some dude at a fucking phone store who's like close to 300 pounds at the time. And you're saying you want me to be a cop? Like, no, I, I, I physically couldn't do it at the time. Now I could. But back then I couldn't do it. So, of course, you're going to get these fucking shit for brains that go through very quick training, to turn them on and throw them out in the street. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. They're horrified and they just don't know how to deal with it. It sucks. So that's why you get that shit. So I'm all in favor of retooling the police department. 
they shouldn't see people for the color of their skin. They should see them for what the fuck they're doing. And I know in some cases, the cops are perfectly 100% legit in what they're doing. That guy who turned around and shot the taser at the cop, he deserved to get shot. Um, it, it's easy to armchair quarterback people. I'm just saying. Um, when you brandish a weapon, you physically fight two cops and run away. That's basically showing all admission of guilt, whatever the hell he was doing. And then he grabs a taser, turns around to shoot him. At that moment, time must freeze. I've never been in that situation before, and neither have any of you. So don't tell me <laughs> in this Monday morning, morning quarterback, that oh, they should have shot him in the leg. They should have just, they, 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 they should have shot his hand. They should have shot the gun out of his hand like fucking Red Dead Redemption video game. That, that dead eye shit don't work in real life, man. You're in that moment where you freeze and you see a weapon coming at you. It's just a moment, a supposition that I hope no one that's listening to this podcast ever has to get in where they have to make that decision to shoot to take someone's life. But you got to realize, man, that's what these cops deal with sometimes. And if these cops never dealt with it before, I don't know what their experience was. I'm just trying to put some kind of perspective on this for some of you guys. Where if you're in that position, you've never been there before, or maybe you've only done it once or twice. Even if you've done it a hundred times, I'm sure there's that moment where the, the unpredictable happens and you just react. You know, you just react and do what you got to do. So that guy could handle it better. Obviously, he didn't have to fight the cops off, run away. Um, he was, he to, I think he was intoxicated, so he wasn't really acting out of the best judgment. But still, I mean, you grab the guy's weapon, you turn around and shoot it at him. That's what happens. They call that suicide by cop when you take a cop's weapon and you try to shoot it at him. Uh, there was a video of this white guy in Florida. He had a machete, and he was walking towards the cops. The cops gave him every chance, just like they gave that Arbery guy plenty of chances. They had a good conversation beforehand, and then the guy just snapped, went off. This white guy hit a machete. He's walking towards the cops. are like, sir, if you if you keep coming at us, we're going to shoot you. We're going to shoot you. All of a sudden, the guy charges the cops, and what did they do? They shot him dead. <laughs> so... It's just, it's just one of those things, man. You just can't come at somebody with a weapon. I understand the whole knee on the back of the neck thing. That was fucking uncalled for. That guy needs the fucking book thrown at him. He was just a complete mess of a human being. That's something <laughs> that just goes without saying. But, yeah. Something else I wanted to talk about here, too, is uh, just conversation in general. A lot of people can't have conversation and different opinions. And I know a lot of you out there listening to this right now, some of you are just getting so mad and so worked up. And this is my problem with people today, why I, I, I choose to not associate with people um, much outside of uh, just a couple things here and there. We're in a society now where people have to be liked. Their comments, their opinions, everything has to be right. No one can have a conversation anymore. Well, I'm not saying no one because the people I've had on this show and we've talked about things we've disagreed on multiple times. We're still, you know, okay. We, we still talk occasionally. We're, we're still fine. That's the way it should be. Um, I don't know if you guys ever went on, like, a message board or when you read an article on, like, a Yahoo or a Google or an AOL mail or whatever the fuck mails are out there, daily news or some shit, and you, you scroll down and you go to the comment section. It's like a goddamn war zone. And you only see one button, the like button. They took away the, the downvote button on most of these websites that I used to go to. And the reason why is because people complained because someone didn't like what I said. And that was the birth of what we're dealing with today. 
people just being so bitchy about everything where they can't even sit and say, okay, well, I don't agree with you. This is how I feel. Okay, that's it. You shake hands, you call it a day. Or now you do that fucking, what, that elbow strike thing or whatever, that social distancing handshake, whatever. But that's really how it is. And it's just really sad that we can't have a conversation because everybody wants to be right. And that's why you've got protesters out there just doing shit. Um, and not, and I'm not talking about this, but I'm talking about protesting in general. Some people protest over dumb shit. There was this guy, um, he was at a coffee shop and he was trying to order coffee and he had his cell phone out, which is another problem of mine too. Um, or he's recording this barista and going off on her. This guy's got his fucking, his arm like over his pot belly. He was a big, big boy. And he's sitting recording her and he's like, you gotta take that sign down. It was a Black Lives Matter sign. And he's like screaming at this girl, recording her with her, with, with this phone. And she's recording him back with her phone from behind the counter. And she's schooling the guy, telling him like why, like the whole history behind the whole thing and all that shit. You know, the guy's like, I'm offended because I'm white and I think all lives matter. And these people were just going at it and at it and at it. And they're just recording each other because they want to go viral, of course. And both of them did. There was both perspectives were posted on the same website, so you could see the video. It was just like, man, fucking a, it, it, that, that, and that, it's just so stupid. People just want to be liked all the time. They they want a virtue signal. They want to say the thing that is most popular. Uh, if you go to like a left website or a right wing website, um, you're gonna obviously say the things that are supposed to be said there because you're you're afraid to maybe voice your true opinion. I just feel like we're all a product of what we're watching on TV and what we're being told as not as like as opposed to like forming your own opinion, trying to get everything around you. That's how I try to be. At least I strive to be that way. Um, I listen to a lot of left and a lot of right wing stuff, a lot of conservative stuff. Even though I'm not conservative because I don't believe in God, or and I am uh, okay with abortion in certain certain circumstances, not all circumstances. So I can't consider myself a conservative. I'm more of a libertarian, a guy who hates the government. I fucking hate the government. I hate what they did to us. So I think they have too much power. I feel like we should have more say in things, and I feel like all drugs should be legal, prostitution should be legal, and of course tested and shit. I have a lot of views on that kind of stuff. I'll get into that in another solo in the future if you guys want to hear my views on that stuff. If you haven't heard already, I used to do this a long time ago, but... There's just so many, so many things out there I just wish were different about the world. I feel like if people had conversations and were able to agree to disagree and at the end of the day hug it out or something and walk away and still be friends, I think that's the key. That and obviously getting people back to work and getting some money back in their pockets and stop being so goddamn reliant on the government. And they're giving you the small taste right now. We can do this at any time shut you down whenever the fuck we want and we're going to give you some money and you're going to like it and people are loving it some people that I'm talking to at work are sitting there going to like Nike and fucking Foot Locker online and ordering all sorts of shoes and shit and I'm like man you guys should be spending this shit on your fucking bills man like pay off your bills pay off some debt pay off your house and this guy was like yeah I gotta pay him pay my rent and I'm looking at his fucking history and it's like fucking a thousand dollars at the Nike store like how many feet do you fucking have motherfucker we're all born with two feet you don't need that many shoes shit but yeah, that's that's really it. I'm just I'm just sick of the whole like thing. Just get rid of likes, and I guarantee you, online you're gonna see more honest opinions coming out. 
you're gonna see you're just gonna see more of it I, I guarantee you you take away the like button and the downvote button well the downvote button's been banned already you, you can only get likes now for a lot of these websites but if you take away the like button I think people are gonna chill the fuck out they're gonna stop being so stupid because likes are, are like virtual currency oh I got a thousand likes on my video so <laughs> that doesn't fucking impress me but to some people they get impressed by that shit oh I got a thousand likes okay that doesn't mean anything it's it could just be you watching it a thousand times or whatever the fuck you know it's just stupid. It is. I just think you would get more honest opinions. People wouldn't say what the flavor of the month was. They would say what's on their mind. They would maybe have better conversation out of it. Because then you wouldn't be afraid of that downvote. You would actually say what the hell's in your mind and say what you mean and do what you gotta do. I just feel like we'd be better off that way, but hey, I'm not always right. Just 100% of the time. I'm just fucking around. I, I, don't, I don't think so, obviously. But yeah, so there you go. There's my two cents on that. Uh, Basically, have conversation, agree to disagree, get rid of the like button, get people back to work, and no more fucking lockdowns, okay? I would love for someone to be honest with us about that whole situation, but that's a story for another day. What else did I want to talk about here? Do I have anything else I want to talk about? I don't know. Like, I don't want to talk about the statues coming down, because I've got mixed feelings on that, too. I know some, some people get butthurt over it because they can't take someone else's opinion, but <clears throat> yeah, it's just, I don't know. You're going to take down statues that are part of history. I, I feel like, see, I, I have two sides to this, and and I've said this all the time. I always try to take both sides and everything because I try to see things from all angles, from everyone's perspective, because I think that's healthy. I don't think you should jump on the first thing that you hear or the first thing you agree with. I feel like you should maybe listen to both sides, try to figure out why that person might have done what he did or said what he said or did what she did or said what she said. That's just the way to be. You, you can't just go through life with one mindset. you got to think about things from all different angles, and that makes you a more versatile, better person. So in the case of the statues, I feel like you can't just erase history. You can't just say, okay, this stuff didn't happen. It's, it just doesn't make any sense. It's the year 2020, and there's weird shit going on right now. So what are you going to do, like scratch out the history books and pretend things didn't happen? You can't just close your eyes and say, na 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 and it just disappears. Unless you really get on board and you really keep things that way, naked across the board. Okay, we're not going to talk about racism anymore. We're not going to talk about this or that or, or, or Harriet Tubman or fucking Martin Luther King because you have to erase that too because that's a part of that's a part of history. I mean... I, I know what he did was 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 great, but you got. I, I think if you're going to do it, you got to get rid of it all. Get rid of all history. <laughs> you have to, because and this is where I come in on the other side. You're probably like sitting there thinking to yourself, "What the fuck's he talking about?" You're, I mean, I, I I think that part of me thinks history is there to learn from it. Like, hey, these were horrible things, but they happened. We don't have to do that. We can move forward. On the flip side, I feel like if you stop talking about it, it maybe it goes away. Kind of like if you don't put, and I've always used this example about children, you can get one Indian child, Chinese child, fucking Brazilian kid, a Puerto Rican, a Brazilian, a black and a white kid, and whatever the fuck else I left out. You can get, you can get a couple of those too, even a fucking Canadian, who knows. Put them all in a room together and they will play hug each other, kiss each other, share snacks, be best friends, oh, I love you. Take them 20 years later, they might hate each other. 
they probably will hate each other because they've gone through experiences. They've heard their parents say that certain things behind closed doors about their friends' parents and shit like that, or maybe someone on TV that dad might drop an N-bomb or something and the kid learns from that. It, it's just... If, if we just didn't talk about any of this shit anymore, just like they dropped the N-words, they got rid of all the movies that had racism, all, all the tropes, stop talking about the, the human rights movement, don't talk about any of that shit. Then maybe it'll just disappear for future generations will grow up with not knowing about it. And if you don't know about something, maybe it just won't be there. I don't know. I don't have the answers for this. It's just a fucking idea. It's either you get rid of history and you only have selective history, which is what I think they're going for, um, I don't. I don't. I just don't think that's the answer. I, I. I just think leave it as is, and let's just learn, just to not do bad shit to each other and treat each other the way you want to be treated. At the end of the day, that's really all that matters, and that's how it should be. It just. It just makes fucking perfect sense. That's the only lesson in life. I think that you learn as a child. That just makes the most sense. Treat people the way you want to be treated, and that's the bottom line right there. So, yeah, I, I try to see things on both sides of the fence here with the whole statues, and... I mean, if I had my choice, I'd say we'd just all forget about it. Because I think if you put the idea in someone's head who might not have otherwise had those feelings, maybe it gives them an idea. Like, maybe some kid, he hears about Hitler in school, he's like, hey, I kind of like his ideas. Maybe he can become the next Hitler, who fucking knows. But if that kid never learns about Hitler and the horrible shit he did, maybe he just go through life being naive. I mean, you, you just don't learn these things alone. You learn because someone teaches you or you find it and read about it yourself. We're not going to go through libraries across the world and just burn all the books in his, of history and just keep it after a certain date. Like, all right, let's agree that 1985 and after, we'll keep all that stuff. Everything before then, we just, we're just going to burn it and just go start new. It, it, it can't work that way. I mean... I know how I would like it. How I would obviously love people holding hands and singing Kumbaya all day long. But in the grand scheme of things, it's it's going to take more than statues being torn down to make things right. Because you're pissing people off. You're you're rioting. You're just doing horrible things. You're destroying government property. Um, you got people on the far right are getting pissed about it. You got people on the left that are loving it. And you're just creating more division, more chaos. And that's just going to cause a whole different precedence right there. And I just feel like you're shining a horrible light on the Black Lives Matter movement with the violence. Ah, man, it just it just doesn't make any sense. It just doesn't. Why can't people just fucking get along anymore? It's, it's, it's really disheartening. It sucks. I don't have the energy for this shit, to be honest with you. It's just, it's just not worth it. I mean, I, I see it and I get what they're doing. And I applaud the fact that there's a light shown on something that's been a horrible, horrible situation. I just feel like it could be implemented better. Like maybe instead of taking it into your own hands to destroy these things, maybe write a letter to, or maybe get like a petition started. Do things a diplomatic way instead of taking it into your own hands because these statues are going to get put back up. Trump's going to put them back up, I'm sure. He's going he's gonna to get them put back up once things calm down again and that's going to cause more shit. I don't think this thing's going to end for a while. I hope it does, but... I don't, at this point, I don't even know what's worse. The, the, the lockdowns or, or, the, or the protests and riots and shit and the racial division that they're pushing upon everybody right now. It's, the shit ain't good. It ain't good. I'm just glad I live where I live because down here people are pretty chill for the most part. And I haven't seen it. 
haven't heard about it. It's not been in the news down here, at least, or local news. There's nothing crazy going on just yet. People are still kind of getting along, which is which is nice. I'm glad. I'm glad I am where I am, and hopefully you guys aren't experiencing this crazy shit. But I've gone almost an hour now, just sitting here, just rambling, ramble about random shit, random thoughts I've been having, and it's kind of let you guys get into my head a little bit here, you know. And I'm not going to go an hour and a half or anything like that. I'll save that for our bigger shows. Yeah, we ain't going anywhere. Um, just I'm going to take a couple of days off to just kind of digest everything that's been going on in the world and chill the fuck out a little bit. And now that time is over. So get used to it. Anyway, hope you guys like that little jingle in the beginning. I'm actually, I've always been a fan of saying the intro myself, and I like putting a new spin on it every time. So I don't like the static intros really as much, even though I do appreciate them um, for, for, for being there at the time. I do like a static thing where I can just, or just like a random thing where I can just kind of say whatever the fuck I want in my intro. Because I was always saying the names anyway, so I'm sure she'll be happy about that. Just put like a little jingle in the beginning and then come right into it, introduce the show and get that thing going. Plus the song really pumps me up. Favorite basketball team of all time, Chicago Bulls. Favorite athlete of all time, Michael Jordan. So there you go. Anyway, guys, I hope you and check out our sponsors at the top of the show. And uh, our, our start date for the next sponsor, I got to look at the date again. I think it's I think it's this week sometime. Maybe the Friday. I, I don't know. I, I got to look at that shit. I know it's not today, so. Anyway, guys, I just want to say thank you for checking out the Voices of Misery podcast. We'll be back to our regularly scheduled program soon. And thank you for checking out the show. You can follow us on Twitter at Voices of Misery. Discord is Voices of Misery. Um, but you have to get a special link. So if you'd hit us with the uh, link on Twitter, you can get an invite as long as you're a nice boy or girl. Or trans, I don't care what the hell you are. Really, just be nice. Don't be a dick and come in there and hang out with us. Uh, we're, we're, we're pretty pretty vocal and they're pretty uh, positive people for the most part. We got different sections for everything. Uh, Instagram's still there somehow. I don't know why. I got rid of Facebook though because I don't like it. I never was a fan of it. I've been wanting to delete that for a while. Just not a fan of it. And I think the less social interaction I have, the better. So there you go. <laughs> got rid of that fucking thing. Uh, Instagram's going to be gone soon too once I get onto an actual browser and log in. I'm just, I'm just not a fan of it. I, I just don't see the use in it. All I do is plug the show anyway. Not really uh, my favorite thing. I do like Twitter. I think it's nice and neat and clean. Uh, yeah, and, and it's not too much. It's not too much. It's not too in your face. Like all these other things, you see all these political fucking fights and shit. Fucking Facebook's toxic as hell. Plus, it has that messenger feature. I'm glad that's gone because it's like the less interaction I have with people, the better probably. Especially right now until I finish fucking drying out. Uh, but yeah, that's it, man. Another episode of the Voice Misery Podcast, you guys. Later.